Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 313. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Afroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got uh, some good stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to start right off the bat with the NBA. Okay, yeah, we're, get, we're getting towards the end here. Back from the All-Star break. Um, I think the big big story, or actually, I don't know what the big story is, but I'm going to start Multiple here. Multiple big stories. Yeah, I'm going to start here with uh, the Hawks did hire Quinn Snyder as their head coach. So uh, we talked about that last week. Snyder was the uh, jazz coach for multiple years before uh, leaving them last year. <clears throat> now he's right back here and he's with a controversial team, a team that has some talent, but isn't like really a contender. So can he really turn them around and get them back to being like a contender in the East? I don't think so. Cause the East is too good. Um, I'm surprised he didn't wait until <clears throat> the off season, see if there's a better job for him, but yeah. And uh, he's today getting, is getting money. his first game coaching the team. And with, about three minutes to go in the first half. They are currently tied at home. Or no, they just now took the lead against the Washington Wizards. So we'll see how the team responds. New coach. Sometimes that fires a team up. Sometimes they just suck still. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, they're not going to be you know, much more than maybe a first-round knockout team. Yeah. Or will they be at the play-in game? I don't even know where they are in the standings. Uh, we're going to go over the standings, so let's save that. Okay. Uh, just a okay, quick little recap. That. But let's go through uh, the rest of these stories. Like the, the the other big story is LeBron's injury. Um, he hurt his foot. Some people are saying it might be like plantar fasciitis, Woof. which is um I've self-diagnosed myself with that before, and there's no cure. There's just rest. That's kind of the deal with that. Yeah, that's why I think they said um, several weeks. They didn't even really give a real timetable. Yeah, they said like three weeks is like <clears throat> the lowest he'd be he'd be out. So. More than that, you're getting into the end of the season. Yeah, there's about, what, 19 games left or 22 games left or something for them. And I saw that they do have the fifth easiest schedule remaining. So hopefully they can can get it done. I mean, they're on the road this evening in Memphis, so that won't be an easy task. But it would be a big win if they could get that, sneak that on the road without LeBron. Yeah, and the Lakers have been playing better since the the, the trade. Four and one since the trade is their record. Yeah, it was a... Uh, the trade really worked out because when they were first considering, like, okay, it's gonna they're gonna have to trade Westbrook with a first round pick to get anything of value. Um, but the fact that they got they didn't just get D'Angelo Russell, but they got three useful players, three rotational players, and guys that have um, done good. I mean, yeah, Vanderbilt. People are really excited about him. Yeah, he's looked good. Hopefully, they Beast. also that hopefully they uh, shipped uh, Shannon Sharp up there to the game just to help. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Malik Beasley finally, you know, did what Laker fans haven't seen in a long time. And that's a guy hit seven threes in a game. I think I believe Phenomenal. he won like seven for 11 or something on their Thursday night victory. And so that's, that's a good uh, step for them. And there was a good come from behind victory against Dallas this past Sunday down by 27, which teams this season in the NBA were a combined O and 138. If they were down by 27 points or more, which obviously makes sense because it's tough to come back from that. I think I saw, was it not since like Kobe's 2002 Lakers? Have they come back from that sort of deficit? Yeah, you're right. I don't think it was this. It might not have even, that stat might not have even been this season. No, that, it might have just been. Season. Oh, it was the yeah. season? Okay. It's the largest one this year, but it's not the largest ever. Like, <coughs> um, there's been bigger ones last year and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're better capable of withstanding LeBron being hurt, but they're also 
on the outside looking in right now, and you don't want to you don't want to lose them. They they probably do need to win like thirteen of twenty games or something oh, like yeah. that. So and again, and that's just for the play in which you know we've talked about the play in before. I mean, they would have to win two games, assuming they're the nine or ten seed. Assuming they can't get to seven or eight, they'd have to win the. If they're the nine or ten, they'd have to win two games, and the other team would have to win only one. So that's where it gets unfortunate. But maybe they could sneak a seven or eight seed. I think going in today, they were only a couple and a half, game two and a half or so behind Dallas for the for the six seed. So yeah, everyone things is, happen is really close. We'll, we'll we'll do the standings update here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, the West is crazy. And speaking um, of the West, one more story: Damian Lillard, who we talked about last week as one of my favorite players, goes for. Th- 71 points, 42 in the first half. Amazing. It's kind of funny because I was, I don't know if you guys remember, but last week I talked about how I used to play this drinking game when Damian Lillard would hit a three, we'd do an Irish car bomb. Well, Damian Lillard had 13 three-pointers. That would have been trouble. That would have been uh, jail, I think, possibly. Expensive <laughs> would have been jail, right? and trouble. I wouldn't have. I think my record for one night for Irish car bombs was like seven, maybe eight. But I think that was, sure, you were there for some of those nights, Andy. I mean, I feel like seven is a lot because oh, I think they're more than one drink. And- they are. I projectile vomited in a, uh, a bathroom bar in Newport Beach. So yeah. that was my limit. <laughs> that was my body's limit was seven. But uh, yeah, so yeah, let's get into that standings update. Each team. Uh, well, first has- I was going to look here at the oh. over-unders. We have some teams that have clinched. We did this this um, year, huh? Yes. Very good. Oh, Sean joined us too. I, I've yes. always liked when Sean just throws yes. a guess out there. So here are the teams that have already clinched their over or under. I think they're all over so far. Um, we've got the Indiana Pacers, who they clinched it a long time ago, actually, but they've been very, very bad the last month of the season. Um, but they got to 24 wins pretty quickly. Um, and I think they're only at like 28 now. So um, the Jazz as well got to 25 wins pretty quickly there. Um and similarly have not been as good as they were in the regular season, but they're still or in the early part of the season. They're still uh, competing for a playoff spot potentially. Um, and then we've got the Oklahoma city thunder past 24 wins. Um, we definitely thought without Chet, they weren't going to be able to, to have a great season and they weren't going to try hard yet. They, yet they did. So who's the only person that said over for them. Uh, that was me. Oh, very good. Andy. Yeah. Smart guy. Um, and then the Kings, Sacramento Kings. We were so, all high on the Kings. All of us said over. Yeah. How's it? Uh, so there's some some teams that are close. Uh, the Western Conference, a lot of the contenders have been massively disappointment, disappointing. So like the Suns, if they lose one more game, they're going to clinch their under. Warriors lose one more game, they'll clinch their under. Clippers lose one more game, they'll clinch their under. Those teams are basically at the are going to be under most definitely. Um, Mavericks as well are are very likely to be under. Um, is there any other of the Western? Teams. Oh, and the, the T-Wolves are very likely to be under as well. Um, so it's like a lot of the teams we thought were going to be good playoff contenders mm-hmm. in the West just haven't been. I mean, even the Lakers are very likely to be under. They're not going to get to 46 wins, I don't think. No. Um, then you have teams like the Pelicans who looked like, oh, yeah, this was right. This They were good this season. Uh, they're just kind of falling apart with injuries and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know anything. On the East, is there anyone massively disappointing? Detroit's going to be could be way under, but you know we all thought they're going to be really bad. Um, Charlotte as well is going to be way under, but we didn't think they were going to be good either. So are the the Knicks should be over. The Knicks are almost there. So the Knicks I think have like thirty five wins, so they're a few wins away from. Oh, this is the <clears throat> okay. Yeah, 
Yeah, the the audience can't see this, but yeah, no, I'll just, just my little spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, so a couple more weeks, we'll have a clearer picture. But um, I think that just shows you these these four teams are the teams that way overperformed already. So very good. Um, it's good. It's always fun doing those. Yeah, if you go to the standings, yeah, so Atlanta. Remember we talked about Atlanta. Atlanta's eighth. Okay. So they're still in that play-in. Miami is still in that play-in. So Brooklyn's ironic. holding on. I don't think Brooklyn's going to hold on to the sixth seed there. No, and ironic, Atlanta's playing Washington tonight, which would be the play-in game if the season ended today. Yeah, they're the uh, they're the 10, and Toronto is at 9. So the Bulls are really the only competitor here, maybe. Yeah, half a game out. Definitely a competitor still. Yeah. Orlando, I guess, is still alive. Yeah, Indiana and Orlando, technically. Yeah. Outside of that, then no. And Orlando's got a solid little young team. But – uh. Yeah, and after last night, the Bucks did take over the number one seed just yeah. on winning percentage alone. Yeah, because I see they've played one more game than the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, than the Celtics. Or no, they haven't. One no, less. they played the same amount of games, it looks like. Or no, Something's off. Boston's played two more games. Okay, that's where I was confused. Holy guacamole. Yeah. Yeah, well, they used to be interesting. And then we got the West, where currently you got the Nuggets number one. With a nice five-and-a-half game lead on Memphis, not quite as close. And then, by far, in my opinion, the biggest shock of the year so far, Sacramento Kings sitting at the three seed. And then you've got Phoenix at the four seed with Kevin Durant coming back. See, I believe he's going to be starting this week, they say. Uh, L.A. Clippers, uh, half a game behind Phoenix for the four seed is sitting at five. Then you've got Dallas right there sitting. at This is where it gets really close. Dallas at six, and then half a game behind Dallas at seven is Golden State. And then a game behind Dallas sitting at eight is Utah. And then a game and a half behind Dallas sitting at nine is the Timberwolves. And then two games behind Dallas sitting at 10 is New Orleans. And then another two games behind is just Portland, which is two games behind uh, Dallas for the sixth spot. And then Clippers, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, the Lakers are two and a half behind. And then Oklahoma only three back. And I, I make that point because the sixth seed is the safe zone. You don't have to play the play-in game. And it's just wild to think that from six to 13 is separated by three games right now in the West. That's so that madness. is what you call a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. And it will be a clusterfuck until this season concludes. And I believe each team has roughly about less than 20 games left. I think we're at like that point pretty much where teams have between like 18, 19 and like 21, 22 games left. So it'll be a good little finish here. Yeah. It was a rough week for me as a fan. <laughs> uh, the Clippers played, Two games uh, against Western Conference con- contenders, good teams. They lost both in overtime, and um, it's just with the standing so close, it's huge. Like uh, that loss to Sacramento, I mean, it's not, it didn't mathematically eliminate them, but it basically felt like okay, they're eliminated from getting the three seed. Which is you want to get the three seed if you're you're one of these teams that the in this clump of teams you want to get up to number three because then you avoid Denver in the second round. You're going to get home court in the first. Um, right now, like the Clippers are, they stay at number five and they play Phoenix in the first round on the road. And if they get by that series, their reward is having to go play Denver on the road. Um, it's a rough little yeah, road they got there. So not going to be easy. Um, or so idea. they might, might even be better to get the six seed and, you know, have get Sacramento. In the yeah. First round. Don't have home court advantage. Very easy. Uh, not very easy, but I mean, easier. Yeah. than on the road in Phoenix and possibly Denver. But yeah, I mean, right now it's it's scary for any of these teams. It's like a three game losing streak. Well, that's the and problem. You can find yourself is, out of it. That's so. the yeah, that's, and that's obviously definitely the issue right now. Is you can't afford to be like, oh, well, let's try to get the sixth seed. It's like, no, 
two games, like you just said, two, three games lost in a row, Clippers could be looking at the nine seed. I mean, it's going to, it's going to definitely yeah. be a fun stretch. So to lose those two games in overtime, we're just, we're crushing. I mean, I, I did I'm not. Sure the first one was, actually, yeah, they were both bad. I did not catch the first one. Um, I will talk about my experience maybe in the next episode. Um, but I ignored mostly, most of the Denver game. Cause I'm like, they suck against Denver. I hate watching Denver. Um, Which but they I did turned, early on. The, I watched it because my cousin's uh, husband's a huge Clipper fan. That first yeah. first six seven minutes of that first quarter it was, was like twenty awful. to three or something. It was, it was like a, awful. It was um, literally four to twenty. Yeah. I remember that because I was like, oh, four twenty. <laughs> but uh, they started to come back, and I, I turned it on. They came back. They took the lead at some point late yeah. in the fourth, but of course wasn't gonna wasn't made to be. Uh, one of the most infuriating plays. Um, I don't know if you caught the very end here. I did watch the whole thing. I just uh, got Kawhi me. made like an incredible defensive play, knocking the ball. He, first, he he denied Jokic the ball, and Jokic like did a horrible flop where he had a heart oh, attack on the court. That was awful. Uh, I saw. I even said I was like, no grown man should act like that. He then switched on to Murray, knocks the ball away. Murray goes to recover it. Oh, I know what he you're talking knocks about. the ball away again, goes mm-hmm. all the way to the backcourt, and Murray's able to get it like 90 feet away. And just has to throw up like a half court shot um, to avoid the shot clock, and he hit the rim, and the Nuggets got the offensive rebound. It was a big fuck up, and then everyone fell down, and it was a wide open Michael Porter Jr. for three to take the lead with 15 seconds left or something. And it's just like fuck that. Kawhi played so hard; he doesn't have many yeah. minutes left in his life. It seems like <laughs> he played so hard for that <sighs> shit to happen. That fucking sucks. That's just, um, and then they, I think they, the ball they went down by like 14 in overtime right away. It was just like, yep, yeah, yeah, it was done. Which is, it's funny you bring that up because I believe the spread in that game was about four and a half, five points. Yeah. So had that game ended in regulation on a final possession, Clippers cover, and instead they go into overtime. There's an extra five minutes, and Denver took care of business winning that game by 10. So good, uh, unlucky, you know, for Clipper betters that evening. But, uh, but also uh, at the end of regulation, Paul George did make a three quarters court shot. Oh yeah, but it was a second too late. Um, and this I, was less right, than a second too late, I think. Yeah, and this was right after Embiid did the same thing in in their game. Was that that was the previous night too? Was it happened? Yeah, it this was week Saturday well. night. It was yeah. a primetime game. It was Sixers and Celtics. Where same thing. Where I think it went to overtime and they they lost. So um, crazy how that happened. Well, that that one would have been for the win because Jason Tatum had hit was, a three to go up by. Or no, it would have been a tie. He had a three to go up by three in regulation. Yeah. And okay. then Embiid threw it up and made it, but it was after the buzzer. But, uh, yeah, all right. That's our uh, basketball take for the, this evening. Shall we move over to college? Yeah, from one uh, basketball to another basketball. Some guys trying to be in the NBA, and uh, there is a big some controversy here with uh, the number two team in the country's uh, Alabama with their player Brandon Miller. Uh I believe Andy's been covering the story in uh, Mobile, Alabama. So yeah. would you please tune us uh, I mean, I, I've, the first part I heard about this was crazy to begin with. Um, and this can go back to like a couple years ago when um, Alabama has a player or had a player named Darius Miles on their team. And I was like, oh, this oh, is cool. Very good. This is cool. Darius Miles. Um, well, Darius Miles murdered someone like last month. Uh, like pretty fucking crazy story. Um, and again, this is a team that's competing for the number one, you know, spot. Um, he wasn't their best player or anything, but their best player, it was revealed, was involved. So Brandon Miller is their best player as a freshman. He's probably the best um, prospect in college. So he's not the best prospect overall, but you know, the top two prospects are foreigners. So um, he's expected to be the number three pick in the draft. 
Um, but it came out in some court filings or whatever was going on with the actual criminal case that um, Brandon Miller was involved. In fact, he drove the murder weapon to the murderer um, that the uh, Darius Miles left his gun in Brandon Miller's car. <sighs> just doing and, like an Uber Eats kind well, of order. I think, it, I think it might be maybe a freshman hazing thing or something or just like we call the freshman to give us rides or something. Yeah. I think it was like. Hey, freshman, take us to the bar. And then he dropped the gun in his car. And then he's like, Why hey, is freshman. there no ice in my lemonade? <laughs> hey, freshman, you got to come give me my gun. And so he drove a weapon over and uh, they started firing on another car, killing um, one person, I think. Um, and the other car returned fire into Brandon Miller's car and he, they, he drove away. He was essentially like a getaway driver. Um Alabama said they're not going to bring any criminal charges against him. He didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know what he was doing. Um, he, if he had known that he was delivering a gun, so someone could kill someone, that's a crime. But if you are just giving someone's gun because they forgot it in your car, then you aren't responsible. But it is pretty crazy that the guy, that's very crazy. one of the top prospects, was involved in a straight up murder um, that did actually result in one of the players being kicked off the team, obviously, and probably going to jail for a very long time. Um, but yeah, one of the crazy things that happened this week is in their most recent game, they yeah. did their, um, you know, announcing the starting lineup and um, Brandon Miller comes out and one of his teammates, they do the, you know, the, the high fives and everything. He starts doing a pat down for a gun. Um, so now they're mimicking the situation. Yeah. That's doing. very insensitive when someone fucking died. Like, a person in their 20s, I think, might have been another Alabama student or something. It was a young person. She's dead. Like, it's fucking real life. Like, you can't you can't make fun of the situation. That's, like, that's pretty horrible. And I don't know. I don't know what happens with the story. Alabama is not going to suspend him or anything. They want to win. He's their best <laughs> player. Um, he also he had, he had 40 points in their, their first game of last week, which was the first game after this had come out. Um so yeah, just a just a crazy story, and uh, it's not the last we're going to hear about it because oh, they're no. going to be in the tournament and it's going to be talked about all the time, yeah, and it'll be talked about during the draft. And there's going to be uh, opponents, guaranteed uh, coaches from other teams, wondering why he's allowed to play, especially when he's going in there and he's going to be dropping twenty to 30, 40 points on a team. You know, they're going to make sure it's still loud and heard. But uh, yeah, that's crazy stuff, and then. Other news, another team. Uh, it just feels like I just like talking about it because I feel like every week we get to talk about that Purdue loses again and then still remains in the top five, and that's what happened. Purdue lost this time you to Indiana. You just hate tall Asian people. That's what it is. They they Slow. lose to they lose to uh, Indiana for the second time this year. This time now was at a was at home in Purdue, and uh, yeah, I mean I don't I don't buy this Purdue team. I've watched them a few times, and it's like I know they've got two freshman guards, and then they've just got a beast down low. And I think in the tournament, what's going to happen? Is they're going to play a team that's more physical and is either going to get him in foul trouble or they're going to be able to bully him around. And I think, and then the other guys are going to have to step up and I don't think they will. So yeah, I don't honestly, I'll be bold and say, I don't even think Purdue gets past the second round. I don't think Purdue's Ooh, a sweet 16 gonna, team this year. They're going to lose a one eight. Obviously that'll be a, and the madness begins. I mean, this is, as we're filming this, this is the last day of February. Yeah. So well, and this is the last week of regular season. Then we get the conference tournaments and then yeah, we'll get the tournament. So we're we're there. Uh, UCLA might get a one seed. They got a yeah, they're looking win out good. here. Um, they got Arizona this week, who has been good, but uh, did have a a tough loss. Yeah, they lost two 
their rival, Arizona State. Arizona State went into Arizona as a 11, 12 point road dog and down by two points with about two seconds left. They inbound it. And in college, as we know, you can't call a timeout and advance the ball. You just, so they, I don't, and I don't even know if they had timeouts. Yeah. And they just threw it in. Guy came across, got it, the inbound, dribbled up a little bit, threw it up from about, I would guess, 10 to 15 feet behind the three point line. And I mean, I'm sorry, behind the half court line, big difference between the behind the half court line and switched it home. Announcers went nuts. I went nuts the first time I watched it. If I was watching that game live, oh man, that would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, they upset uh, Arizona. It's a big, big upset there. And I, I mean, I think Arizona State's probably one of those teams that's probably trying to make a statement why they should be in the tournament. And that, right. that's a win that helps. On the ESPN guy, he had them as, as the last four. Joe Lenardi. Yes. Yeah. And that would be because it, you look at your resume now and you've got yourself a win, not only against Arizona, but in Arizona. That's that's a big thing on the resume. Yeah, and uh, I feel like they've been in that spot a bunch. That um, like the, th- the Wednesday yep. Wednesday night game. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Eleven seed. They like putting Pac twelve teams in that matchup. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it I happens mean, again. UCLA played in that game. Went to the final four. So yeah, hey, hey, it's 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 people that are playing like there's no tomorrow yeah. for a long time, and they they bring that into the tournament. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for basketball. Should we move over to some baseball? Sure. Um, Spring training started. <laughs> I did. I was, did not know this was happening. I think they started maybe a little bit earlier. They're doing the World Baseball Classic this year, um, which will like take a bunch of players out of spring training. Um, yeah, that's related to the story I said about why I didn't see the Clippers game. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll save that part as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was my first realization that, oh, they're actually playing games. I didn't even know uh, that they had started this. Um but there are some stories that have already come out. Uh, one of them was Manny Machado, who threatened a holdout, or he thre- he threatened to opt out at the end of this year um, because he wanted a bigger contract. Um, he had, I think, three years left on his deal that he signed a few years back, um, and he had he did say, "Have you seen the price of eggs?" And you know, remember, this is a guy making thirty million a year or something. I don't think he needs to worry about the price of eggs, which I think are, are normal again. Um, but he. Uh, Definitely wanted. He saw the money going this this off season, saying like, "I'm just as good as all these shortstops and stuff. I should get, I should get paid like them." Why is it? It's not my fault that I reached free agency earlier. Um, and the Padres, they they went ahead and uh, ripped up the old contract, gave him a new one. So eleven years, three hundred fifty million. So that's eleven Padres years are starting. Be good for uh, a long time. Starting now. Well, I mean, that's there is the concern of like, okay, I think Machado's thirty. You're paying him. Well, and into, he's forty, but. What's Tatis's contract right now? Did he ever get paid a big one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he did like a 14-year deal. Okay. He, so they he got was like 21 when he signed the 14-year deal. But you at so. least lock him up. And I don't know what the deal is yeah. with Juan Soto. He has no deal. But they, okay. they said they still want to. Oh, well. Well, who knows after this year? I mean, yeah. Padres are going to also They also ripped up uh, they gave Darvish's Oh, gave, yeah. They gave him gave a good him deal. Like a contract into his 40s, too. They're it's just like, getting all this money from where? Uh, their owner's super rich. And that's the secret is like get a new owner. Like have your old owner sell the team. Artie. Do it, sell the fucking team, yeah, um, and get a guy who actually has money and wants to spend it because uh, it's fun. This is it's good for the league. Like if the Pirates got bought out by someone who has money and just starts fucking spending money, Steve Bomber great. maybe. Great. Yeah, do it, do it, Bomber. Just buy every other baseball team. <laughs> um, but most of the baseball owners like pretend they're poor and then they don't do this kind of stuff. Um, and it it, it works. Like it, it worked. 
the Padres spent money to have like good prospects, but they also just turned their team around by just spending money. Um, but yeah, Machado's getting a lot more money. Very good. Good for Machado. Um, and then, yeah, the sad story for me, um, just, just rough. You never want to see spring training injuries to begin with. And I feel like they're rare, but, uh, Gavin Lux, Tours ACL confirmed today. Um, also, LCL was hurt as well. Yeah, I heard it was a pretty um, gruesome injury. Yeah, that he just went down immediately. I didn't, I didn't see it, but yeah, I he either, carted but off. I heard about it. What, what um, do you know? What he was doing in that instance? That like made rounding that? the bases. Oh, yeah, awful. Um, so he's going to be out for the year. Was he going to be there starting something? Starting shortstop. It's mm. it's devastating. I think for him because he this was, was a shortstop. Chance. Yeah, he he comes up. They have Corey Seager. And it's like, all right, well, I'll play second. I'll play even the outfield if you need me. Next, last year, uh, Trey Turner, shortstop, can't play anywhere else, even though he's not very good at shortstop. He's just he's the shortstop, so you'll play second still. Now Turner's gone. They're like, all right, here's your chance. You're a former top prospect. You're the guy now. And he gets hurt. And some people are thinking even this injury might even like kill his ability to play shortstop in the future. Mm. that like just a little bit of like speed being off will just kill your range and he'll be a second baseman going forward mm. and just like yeah that sucks that sucks <laughs> you spend your whole life working to something you you get blocked not because you're not good enough but because other people are are in front of you and then when you finally get your chance it gets stolen from you um, it sucks and, and it does seem like the dodgers keep getting these bad injuries they're, they're good they have such a good team that they're able to withstand these but a lot of their young players get hurt I don't know if there's a curse going on there, but um, they sell their souls to Hollywood. Yeah. So Walker Buehler's probably not going to play at all this year. He got hurt last year. Dustin May um, had Tommy John surgery two years ago and is just now getting back. Um, Urias had Tommy John surgery like four years ago. Uh, Corey Seager had Tommy John surgery as an offensive player. You don't usually see. He missed a whole year, which is why they had Manny Machado. If you remember that, I do. Yeah. Um, they traded for Machado. Like fuck, our our best player. His heart, what are we going to do? And let's just trade for someone. Um, and then Cody Bellinger, career has never been the same. He had a shoulder injury, and he's just not the same player. And they they let him go. And it's just like, why does this keep happening? Uh, it is like it is like a curse. Um, I want to say, well, Mookie Betts has been healthy. But no, Mookie Betts has also missed time. But um, let's let's just hope for health for the rest of their players. Because uh, the way the offseason went for the Dodgers, they're less talented than they've been the last few years, I think. So this does not help. Yeah, no bueno. Um, but I'm sure all the teams in the NL West are excited about that. That there's, um, they're going to be adding a, a big hole there in the lineup. Uh, most likely, they're going to be starting Miguel Rojas, who is like a 220 type hitter with negative home runs. Um, that's what's replacing mm-hmm. I me. Mean, Gavin Lux is not going to hit 30 home runs, but he was on pace or on trajectory to be like a really good offensive player that played pretty good defense too. Um, and now they're they're going with like. You know, the defense first shortstop who can't hit at all. And that's going to be a, a much easier out in their lineup. Mm. Yeah, rough, 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 rough. Well, should we uh, move on and talk about Jake Paul? Yeah, Jake Paul uh, <clears throat> fought again this past weekend. Um, I believe he fought, was it Tyson Fury's brother? Yeah. And so he fought a, a Fury fighter. Also Nick Fury's brother. Yeah. Who's Nick Fury? Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, boy. I'm and, surprised uh, I could pull that out of my ass. And uh, anyway, it was uh, the fight was in Saudi Arabia. And so that made it at about somewhere between like 1.30 and 2 p.m. our time. And I looked up the time difference. And that made it so the fight was at like 
two o'clock in the morning in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so maybe Jake Paul was just didn't have a right sleep. It's so schedule. damn hot during the day. They have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so anyway, uh, Jake Paul finally lost. He, uh, he loses in decision. I think it said like split decision or something like that. And, uh, you know, the crown went to fury. He ended up winning it. And some people were upset saying it wasn't even, it shouldn't even have been as close as they claimed it was like, they're saying fury had him, but I didn't watch it. I don't care to watch that stuff unless like I can watch it for free somewhere. And, uh, but yeah, it doesn't Jake Paul fights. Don't do it for me. I think they're just a show, but I will say I was happy to see him finally, uh, lose, you know, just humbles him a little bit. I'm not, a, I'm not a Jake Paul hater, but I, I, I like scenes, you know, that him get humbled. I think that'll probably be good for him in the long run. He's famous from YouTube, right? Yes. He was, him and his brother did stupid YouTube stuff. They actually were, I actually kind of saw a clip of some of the stuff recently and it was just stupid shit, dude. It's just like harass other people and bother people. And just to get like likes, like I think I saw they had one thing where they put a trampoline in the middle of like a, a decently busy street and just started jumping on it. See, I hate the internet for that reason. And yeah. I think also maybe it's our generation as a, a fact, but I'll never consider them famous for being famous on the internet. Like who fucking cares? Like, yeah, I think we, I uh, a long time ago, like episodes and episodes of go- ago, Dobby, I don't know if you remember, but we covered the one thing with uh, his brother, Logan Paul, when he went into the whole suicide, suicide force. Yeah. I remember that. And um, was like filming it. Cause there was somebody in there that had like hung themselves recently or something. You you become a failure and a disrespectful for your family. You, you have to oh. put yourself down. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's weird. Um, I guess good on them for figuring out how to make a buck. Um, people want to see people fight, and if you can get paid for it. Well, I mean, I think what what happened is he's legitimately good. Like, like yeah, he's he, not bad. And <clears throat> we all thought it was all a joke, and he was going to lose eventually, and then he kept winning. Um, but like, he's not really a contender but he's actually good but again like you have to be like the best or the second best to actually be famous in boxing and he's not there so i don't think i don't think this fury is projected to be like his brother I and mean, he's still yeah. young in his career but he's not going to be the champ or anything like that so um i don't know it legitimizes him i, I heard one of the people say like hey him losing legitimize him as a boxer now he's now he's a real boxer that he actually lost um, so you're saying Mayweather's not a real fighter? <laughs> yeah, I maybe. Um, I think when you win that much and you actually win a title, it's different. But yeah, I don't yeah. know where does he go from here. Is he going to fight weird celebrities, or is he going to actually? Isn't that how he have... started? Yeah, yeah, he fought Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a fair fight. Four foot one. Yeah, I don't know how tall Jake Paul is, but but you bet he's taller than that. Uh, yeah, he's taller. He's definitely have some height on Robinson, but uh, yeah. Alrighty, what else right. we got here on the slate, Sean? Let's close things out with the NHL. Yes, the NHL. Uh, it's been a splash of a trade deadline this season. There's been some pretty decent names that have moved around, and a couple of the biggest ones that just happened this past week was uh, Timo Meyer of the San Jose Sharks. So he was on a bad team, gets traded to the New Jersey Devils, who are actually having a very good season this year. Uh, they started off the season as 80 to one fa- uh, odds to win the end uh, of the Stanley cup. And they are now currently at about 12 to one odds. So the New Jersey devils have outperformed this year. And when you're performing well, you make trades to get better players to make yourself have a chance to win the title. And they went out and got a very good uh, goal scorer and Timo Meyer from the San Jose sharks. And uh, one of the guys he's going to be 
playing with, I can't even pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try, but is also a Swedish guy that and they used to play on uh, junior teams and national teams together. So he's probably going to be on that line with him. And these guys already have chemistry and that guy's also really good. So Devils, it's a good splash. And then the New York Rangers make another move, this time getting a name that a lot of people know, and that is Patrick Kane. They went and got Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks, and they have themselves a very good team, but a very deep team also. They have a very good first line, and then now Kane will probably be on their second line, which will make that very good. And then they have a third line that's really good, and it's just full of like three kids that are like under the age of 23 that are good. So the New York Rangers have a very good team, and I think it's kind of exciting to see uh, hockey and for New York being good again. I mean, they're they're definitely – I think are the second best team in the East now because the best team by far are Boston Bruins. They're on pace to break the NHL record with wins and points. And um, they're the clear cut favorites right now to win the, win the Stanley cup. They have a goalie named Linus Ulmark that has like a sub two goal against this year with like a 94 save percentage. And he did something that hadn't been done in a few years, and it was the first time in Bruins history, but he scored a goal on an empty netter earlier this week. Goalie was pulled, and he's just having such a good season. He just said, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And he went for it, and he got it. And so, yeah, it's just this type of season he's having. He's going to win the award for best goalie for sure. Uh, so the hockey playoffs will be electric this year. The, I think especially in the East. I think the West, Colorado, even though they're sitting at like the four seed right now, I think they're going to creep their way up, and I think they're – they're much better than the teams that are ahead of them. I mean, they Vegas is ahead of them. They're better than Vegas. Dallas is ahead of them. They're better than Dallas. And believe it or not, the LA Kings were currently the two seed. I don't know if they still are. I don't think they are anymore. But there was a moment on Friday night after they won that made them one point behind the Vegas Knights for the number one seed in the Western Conference. So we'll get to see some uh, some local hockey at least. You know, the LA Kings will be a uh, in the playoffs this season for sure. And uh, you know, who knows? I mean, the cool thing about the NHL playoffs is you see seven and eight seeds make runs all the time. It's not just always like the one or two seeds like you typically see a lot in basketball. So it'll definitely be an exciting hockey playoffs, which will be starting sometime in April. So that season's coming to an end soon also. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for hockey. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for uh Episode 313 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Goodbye. See you later.